0: This is chapter 17, part 2 of the War on Waste Paradox by Len Bertain, read by Len Bertain. He looks straight at John. If you generate data that nobody uses, stop generating it. As Jack Elby says, that's a waste. If everyone pulls together, we can make this business work, John. You must support the people on the floor, not control them. Yours is a service organization, not a value-added organization. So stop acting like you're the control point and start acting like you need to give these people the support they need. Do you understand that, John? John said, yes, Mr. Grimes, I understand. And damn it, if I hear any resistance from you or any of your people, then you're going to hear from me full blast, John. I want this process to work. I almost feel like I'm preaching something that I read on someone's desk here. The beatings will continue until morale improves. Now, John, I want good morale here, but we need everyone to cooperate to achieve our goal of profitability in the next quarter. Does everyone understand this? Everyone nodded. Mr. Grimes sat down. Mack? came to the front again and looked at me and said you were trying to say something a moment ago. <clears throat> yeah, I've been thinking about this for a few days and I think that the 255 MT could be manufactured a lot differently. We're learning lots of new things in this class and we have one project that Tony and I are working on that is going to be terrific when we make our presentation to Mr. Grimes. Max I would like to get something off my chest. I have just joined this company from Osgoods. I got laid off when the plant closed down. I recently lost a good friend who was depressed over the plant closure and killed himself when he was drunk. He ran into a tree. John, I don't give a shit about your goddamn computer unless it can help us get the work out. Unless it helps us speed the process of adding value. I do see where they're leading us in this class. And I think I want to work at that company. I'm excited about what's going on. Maybe the 255 could be, I hesitated a moment. Then Mac jumped in. Those are good points. And I call recall reading about your friend's death. Mac jumped in. Those are very good points. And I recall reading about your friend's death. I'm sorry to hear about that, Mac waited a few seconds before continuing. If I do say so, I think you people have earned your money today. Tomorrow, we're going to go into lead time and the effect it has on creating wastes. Maybe we can look at the 255MT tomorrow on the basis of that discussion. Have a good day and we'll see you tomorrow. Everyone got up to leave and Mr. Grimes came over to me. He said goodbye to everybody, and after the room cleared, he said, You know, I'm really proud of what you said in class today. I like your contribution. And I'm looking forward to the presentation from you, Tony, and the crew. You know, he really made me feel good when he said that. Mac came over to Mr. Grimes and mentioned that Dr. Elby wanted to talk to him. Mr. Grimes asked Mac, Do you know where he is? "Uh, No, Mac responded. He's out in the shop somewhere. I'm sure you two can catch up. It didn't appear to be that important. He didn't tell me what he wanted. And so Mr. Grimes went out the door. I went back out onto the floor, and Calvin was waiting for me at my work center. He had a big smile on his face as I approached. He said, You know, I just wanted to say that you spoke well in class today. I think you understand more of what Mac and Dr. Elby are saying than I do. I was intrigued by your ideas about the 255MT. Could I buy you lunch today? As he said that, I corrected him. Don't yuppies usually say, could we do lunch today? We laughed and I started to say yes, but then I remembered, no, Calvin, I can't. Mac is going to give us a little more stuff on the system support part of change. I don't want to miss that. Don't you have to be there? Calvin looked shocked. You know, I completely forgot. I never do that. Guess that's a sign of old age. Again, we both laughed. As Calvin went away, he waved and said, see you in the den. I guess he meant den of iniquity, because that's what it was becoming. One of the supervisors were really afraid of that they were going to lose their jobs if we got too productive. They could see what was happening. Everyone in the company was catching on. Workers were going to have more control of their jobs. The planning and control functions of the work were going to be taken from supervisors and managers. And that we understood. We, we didn't expect it so fast. It was really happening. Dr. Elby caught up with Mr. Grimes. Uh, hey, John, do you have a minute? Oh, yeah, Jack, of course. Let's go up to my office. And off they went. As they sat down Mr. Grimes in Mr. Grimes' office, Mr. Grimes breathed a sigh of relief. Dr. Elby looked at him and asked, Are you okay? Are you just savoring the moment? You know, I am okay. But I am also savoring the moment. Jack? This is the most fun I've had in this business for a long time. Thanks for all that you're doing. Dr. Elby nodded his acceptance to the praise and asked Mr. Grimes, So, are you ready to move a step closer to the war and waste paradox? Of course. But I've been thinking about this, you know. Remember when you first walked in to talk to me, you mentioned that there were lots of nuggets of gold just waiting to be picked up off the shop floor, and I hadn't noticed them? I began thinking about that, and this is part of what we're trying to get at, isn't it? Of course, but what's the paradox? Let me see. How about, there are tons of opportunities in a company to pick up the nuggets of gold, but CEOs like me don't have the time to pick. In my mind, this is a paradox. If you can't pick up gold, why wouldn't you? Dr. Ovi smiled. I think you're catching on. But is that the paradox? that I'm looking for, or is it a corollary to the real paradox? I think of that as a very good corollary paradox. Do you know how many CEOs fail to see those nuggets? Or they see them, and they always have better things to do. They just kick them out of the way. I have tried to explain that there's nothing better that you can do in your job is to pick up all the nuggets of gold that you could find. Once you do that, then you can get around to the other stuff. But it's until you start picking up the nuggets of gold as a CEO, you're missing the opportunities. John, could you ever have seen those nuggets of gold before we met? Yeah, of course, Jack. But I saw some of them, but not like I do now. As I've learned in this class, when I kicked them now, they hurt my foot. <laughs> they both laughed. John You're getting there, but you're not there yet. Let's talk tomorrow again. I have a meeting to attend and uh, see you in class tomorrow. Lunchtime arrived, and I headed up to the conference room. Here I was going into a meeting with Calvin, Darth Vader, the man who closed Osgood's, and who is now my compadre. He attended classes with me as a fellow student, and he didn't know any more about this than I did. In fact, he was now in my territory. Anything I could help him understand was a good thing. Mac came in. Dr. Elby was wrapping up another class, and Phil was working with one of the teams on the setup issue. Things were moving right along. As Mac called the meeting to order, he asked a group of questions Do you think that Dr. Elby, Phil, and I could first of all teach you to understand all about WoW, and then have you instead of us? Go teach or facilitate the process. Do you think there would be more or less efficient to do this training? Jim smiled and got right in. Yeah, I see what you're doing. You and Dr. Alvey are trying to justify your consulting fees. Now you're trying to convince us, right? Max smiled at his response. Yes, in a way, I am justifying what we do and how we get paid. I believe it is the right way to start this process in a company, but i was still interested in your opinion. Why should or shouldn't you guys or gals first be trained and then teach the others? I think this is a fair question to ask. Calvin seemed to like these kinds of questions. His hand went up as a signal of readiness, and he began, I have participated in train the trainer programs at General Motors. They seem to work quite well in a lot of programs. I think they work well when you're just training something like math or programming or something that is a specific skill. But there's something different about this training. I can almost see it, but he hesitated a moment, and then excitedly he continued, yeah, I see what it is. The training is messing with the organization, the work, and the jobs of everyone. If we were first instructed to learn the process and then transfer it to all the workers, we would probably be in the way. We would probably not like it because our jobs would be affected. I remember that Dr. Elby called it the fox watching the hen house. If our jobs are going to change, we would not be so willing to encourage the process and it would probably go much slower, if at all. Is that what you're looking for? Right on, Calvin. That's exactly what I was looking for. And your explanation is quite succinct, and I liked it. As I listened to Calvin, I could understand everything he was saying. I really understood Mac and Dr. Elby what they were trying to do here. At first, training us didn't make sense. You have to train everybody in the company at the same time. That's the key. Then members of their team could train new mem- people. Chris Snyder, the head of accounting, was really against any training that made his people more knowledgeable about what went on in the company. All the people in his department had complained that he tried to keep information for them. For Chris, knowledge was power, and boy, did he love his power. As Mac finished speaking, Chris asked if he could say something. Mac acknowledged his request. By his body language, you could tell that Chris was ready to argue. Hey, look, Mac, I've worked other places, and I've been trained to be a good manager. I think that I have a lot of integrity and could teach the people in my group to do this stuff. At this point, he was interrupted by Calvin. Don't you see, Chris? Mac isn't saying that we wouldn't be training just the people in our own department. We would be training people in other departments as well. It would be just like the WOW training that we're getting. You would have people from the shop floor, from engineering, from the dock, and from all over the company. Mac is saying that the training of all workers together allows us to go back to the basic question. What is the work that adds value? And are we doing the right work? Now, are we doing that right work that gets the value-added job completed efficiently? And I don't think we're the people who can ask that impartially. Chris encountered, I think that I am a firm-minded and impartial person. And that training for me would be a good idea. I certainly could do that, Mac, what Mac and Dr. Elby are doing. That's the end of Part 2, Chapter 17. See you in Chapter in Part 3. Thank you very much.